Deontay Davis versus Rolando Romero. Fight prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Follow me on Parlor at FightJunkie. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon. Basically, anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Oh, wait. Hold up. Scratch that. YouTube deleted my channel. Um, Let me think. Okay. I got it. You can also subscribe to the Rumble channel. Rumble.com slash Fight Junkie. Want live stream? Twitch.tv slash Real Fight Junkie. Gervonta Davis, undefeated, 26 wins, 0 losses. Of his 26 wins, 24 by knockout. Rolando Romero, 14 wins, 0 losses. Of his 14 wins, 12 are by knockout. Currently you have Gervonta Tank Davis as a minus 1300 favorite. Rolando Romero comes back at plus 700. We'll go, won't go, 12 full rounds. We'll go plus 350. Won't go, minus 550. Davis wins inside, minus 4 to 1. Davis wins by decision, plus 450. Romero wins inside, 12 to 1. Romero wins by decision, 14 to 1. Fight is a draw, 38 to 1. Obviously, the line is very wide. Most people are not giving Romero a shot in hell of upsetting Davis. You can see that by the line. The line has only gotten wider, and that includes for things like the under and tank wins inside. The money, the public money especially, has been all on uh, Davis, and I think that you will see that trend continue. Anybody that is betting Romero is betting him for one reason and one reason only, and that's pretty much power. They're expecting that if Romero is able to upset Davis, it will be because he is the harder puncher in the matchup. Now, 
obviously they're both knockout artists on paper. You've seen Davis struggle at times. Romero really hasn't fought the quality of opposition that Davis has, even though Tank gets a lot of criticism for not fighting the best of the best of the best. When you compare his resume against Romero, he has a significant experience advantage there. Um, Romero to me is interesting because obviously he doesn't do anything technically sound. He's very, very awkward, but there is one thing I know about the kid. He can crack. Like if you've been around the sport, you could tell he has real punching power. And the other thing is in this matchup, he's going to be much bigger. Not only is he, he's going to be the longer guy and the bigger guy, but come fight night, he could potentially have 15 or 20 pounds on tank. And that's significant because... Most people are looking at this as Gervonta can do basically what he wants to Romero, but that's the assumption is there that, that Romero can't absorb the shots from Tank. If you're wrong about this and you're taking Davis, especially like the crazy straight lines, but even the inside, you're still laying juice. Depending on your book, you're probably the best you're going to get is minus 330-ish. Davis wins by Kale, as high as minus 400. So you're still laying some cheddar here. Is that Romero can't take the shot. But you're in trouble right away if Romero's able to take the shot from Davis. Now, can he? Well, we're going to see. But could he because he's bigger? Could he because he maybe have a 10, 15, 20 pound weight advantage over Davis come fight night? That could be a factor in the fight. Is that Romero surprises people not because of his outright ability and skill set but his ability to absorb the shots from Gervonta Tank Davis if that happens I think we have a hell of a fight on our hands because I personally believe that for all of his faults Romero has one thing he has determination he really believes that if he lands on anybody he can knock him out and I think he's going to bring that same mindset and against Tank Davis. I think he truly believes in his soul deep down that if he lands on Gervonta Tank Davis, he's going to knock him out. He feels Tank is just too small. And again, this could be a combination of everything. Height, reach, punching power, and then rehydration, 10, 15, 20 pounds. I've heard anybody talking about this. If Romero jumps up 10, 15, 20 pounds come fight night, he may just be the overall bigger guy, and that may help him absorb some of the shots that we know Tank can land and will land on him. Romero makes a lot of mistakes technically. So even when he's pushing forward, he makes mistakes. And when he tries to box, he's making mistakes. I definitely don't think he can He can box Davis here. I, I certainly don't see that. I've watched him box in some of his fights. And even though he makes mistakes going forward and he makes mistakes going back, I just don't think that he would be defensively sound enough to outbox Davis. I think he would get hit even more in that scenario than he will if he presses Tank. Because you saw uh, Tank against Isak Cruz. When Isak Cruz was able to get into the chest of Davis, you saw a shift. Davis was still able to land punches, but Isak was durable. He was able to absorb the shots, and Tank went into boxing mode. Now, a lot of people criticized Davis for the way that he fought. A lot of people would say that Isak was able to win that fight. And they certainly wouldn't hold it in high regard for a great performance from Davis. I always knew Davis could box. He has skill sets there. He's subtle with his defense. Like he did the things he needed to to do to get through the fight and win the fight officially. 
But you saw that Isak could kind of bully Davis. And Isak is a small fighter like Davis. He's stout. He's technically sound. He's tough. He's durable. Right? Brings some punching power as well. But Romero dwarfs both Isak and Gervonta Tank Davis. And so Romero's thought process here is if Isak Cruz could get in your chest and push you back and force you to box, what's going to happen when I do it? Because I'm bigger, I'm stronger, and I punch harder than Isak Cruz. Romero may not be wrong in that regard. The issue here is he's not technically as sound as Isak Cruz, and we don't know if he's as durable as Isak Cruz. Heaven forbid if Romero is as durable as Isak Cruz against Tank Davis, Tank will be in for a fight of his life. I'm telling you, if Romero can take the shot of Tank Davis, this is going to be a barn burner because I believe Romero is a legitimate puncher. I believe he is the legitimate bigger guy in the contest. And I do believe that he will have the confidence, at least early on, that he can just bully Tank Davis around the ring. In fact, when he talks about Javante Davis, he says he's not as tough. He doesn't punch as hard as people think. And he's just feasting on lower tier guys, lower weight guys. So he's the weight bully throughout his career. And now I'm going to show him a real weight bully. So Romero's trying to do what Tank has done to previous opponents and face the smaller guy. Maybe a a bully the bully type of fight. And he thinks he can do it. Now the issue is, Technically, he makes a lot of mistakes, and I think Davis has two approaches to this fight. He can stand and bang with Romero, or he can box him. Now, most people would say, well, if Tank is going to box him, that means Romero is the bigger guy, he is the stronger guy, he is the more powerful guy. That may be true, but that doesn't mean that Davis can't box the socks off and still hit him with tons of counter punches because, like we talked about, Romero makes a lot of mistakes. Even when he's coming forward, he makes a lot of mistakes. There's too many mistakes to go over, so we'll just call them mistakes because if you try to break it down, technically we'll be here all day. He makes a lot of mistakes. So there's going to be opportunities for Davis, even if Romero is pushing him back, even if Davis is forced to box, he's going to be able to run Romero into shots. And that's where it gets interesting because... If Romero has the chin to take those shots, then you're going to have Romero walking through the shots of Tank Davis, putting him on the back foot, and trying to blast him out with his own power shots. Now we have a tremendous fight, a far better fight than anybody expected it to be. Because, let's be real, look at the lines, look at the action. Most people are saying Davis by knockout, probably within four or five rounds. The latest I've seen is most people say if he boxes, if he jukes, if he jives, if he's bobbing and weaving and, you know, pulling out all the Isak Cruz moves that he had in that fight, maybe it goes mid-rounds and eventually he'll be able to break Romero down, catch him, and knock him out. Again, this whole assumption is that Javante Tank Davis can hurt Romero like he's hurt everybody else. But it's going to be interesting to see if he can actually hurt him. Because he wasn't able to really dent uh, Isak Cruz. And then Mario Barrios, who's another big fighter, you know, uh, uh, dwarfs Tank in size and height and reach. He went 11 with Tank. Now, granted, Tank was able to get to him and he did his work and eventually stopped him. But if Romero brings some type of durability to this contest, I think we have an excellent fight on our hands. One that... 
Romero isn't out of the realm of possibility to win because he hits legitimately hard. I believe he's a legitimate puncher. And really, you might say he could be the harder puncher in this fight. I know most people are going to say, what are you talking about? He's feasted on this guy and that guy and this guy. I'm just saying legit power punching. I know he has it. I've watched his sparring videos. I've watched his uh, professional fights. He has legitimate power. So Javante can't just be foolish out there. If he goes into a firefight with Romero, yes, he may be able to tag Romero. Yes, he may be able to hurt and drop him. But he's still in danger. And I think as long as Romero is on his feet, Javante Tank Davis has to understand that Romero brings real punching power to this contest. I know most people expect this to be a complete one-sided blowout. And it's very possible that Romero doesn't have the chin to go along with that punching power. If that is the case, because he's technically so deficient in almost everything that he does... If he allows Javante Tank Davis to catch him with a counterpunch and he doesn't have the chinny chin chin, then obviously this is going to go exactly how everybody thinks. However, if somehow, some way, he does have the ability to take the punching power of Tank Davis, I'm telling you guys right now, this is going to be an exciting fight, one that allows Romero the opportunity to pull the upset as long as he is able to stay in the fight. For me, the big two question marks in this fight, can Romero take the shot of Javante Tank Davis? And two, is Javante Tank Davis' left hand fully healed? You know, in the Isak Cruz fight, there was rumors that he had injured it prior to the fight, and then he said he damaged it. I believe it was midway, sixth round, in the fight against Isak Cruz, and that's why he wasn't able to, you know, throw his offense. He had to go to the boxing. You know, he he had to preserve, uh, you know, his his um, offense. He couldn't throw it like he wanted because he damaged his hand. I noticed in the lead up to this fight that he was still getting treatment on the hand uh, with acupuncture. So. I'm wondering, is the hand healed? Is it fully healed? Did he damage it again? Is that just precautionary? Did he hurt it in camp? What, what if it's what if it goes out during the fight, right? Like that that's that's a big question mark for me because if you're a one-handed fighter against Romero and that's his left hand, which is his power hand, a punch, by the way, that Romero is open for. Like the straight left hand. Davis can land that punch. But if that hand is hurt or the hand gets hurt, that's going to present an issue because now you're a one-handed fighter against Romero, who, in my opinion, I think is a harder hitter than Isak Cruz. I really do. He may not be as technically sound. He may not be as durable. Again, big question mark there. But I think he punches harder than Isak Cruz. And you saw Isak Cruz have success pressing Davis, getting in his grill, and landing power shots, so it's not out of the out of the realm of possibility that Romero could do the same. Obviously, there's question marks going into this fight. Like I said, if you like Romero, you're hoping that he has the chin because unless he just came out and blasted Tank Davis, I mean straight away, Hagler Hearn style, the first three rounds of and he just catches Davis and blasts him out. 
he's going to need to provide some durability there. So if you like Romero, you can't just expect him to come out and blast Davis. You saw in the Isak Cruz fight that if Davis needs the box, he can box. He's not that easy to hit. He's shown a pretty decent chin throughout his entire career. So the idea that Romero's just going to one-punch him probably wouldn't happen. Romero, even if he did pull the upset... He would probably have to go through some adversity himself, even if that was just in exchanges where he was getting the better of it against Tank, he's still going to get hit. And that's where the, the durability comes into question. You're going to need durability from Rolando Romero to win this fight. I have no doubt in my mind that Tank's going to be able to hit him. He's going to be able to hit him hard. He's going to be able to hit him clean. And so Romero's going to be able to need to take that shot if he's going to upset Tank Davis. As far as Javante goes, well, obviously he's a huge favorite. He's normally a big favorite in all the fights that he, you know, he he fights and it's pretty much expected that he can have his way with Romero and do whatever he wants for as long as he wants if he wants to box some and drag it out not get hit too much and then just wear Romero down probably hit him with some nice clean left hand some uppercuts as Romero reaches over his front foot too much is defensively liable to being hit then Javante Tank Davis can get him out like that. If they want to go to war, then while it may risk Javante being hit a little bit cleaner, a little bit harder, he's still the much better fighter here. He's the overall more skillful fighter. He's faced a better competition. So eventually Davis will land something. Romero won't be able to take it, and he'll get the knockout win. For most people, they think if Javante wins, it's going to be by stoppage. I think that's probably... The more likely way he wins, again, assuming that Romero's durability isn't up to snuff and that Davis is able to hit him as clean as we think, then those two scenarios line up. Romero isn't as durable. Davis lands a lot of shots, even if he's not blasting Romero out in the first couple of rounds. Over the course of the fight, eventually he gets to Romero and he's able to stop him. As far as Romero goes, most people would say the same thing. Like His only shot is a puncher shot. But the issue with that is they say that, but at the same time, those would be the same people that say Isak Cruz could have won the fight. Last I checked, Isak Cruz didn't knock out Tank Davis. All he did was pressure him, make Tank far more defensive than what most people are used to seeing, and people would say, well, he could have won those rounds because he was the one pressing the fight, he was throwing the punches, and Tank was just defending. Well, Romero could do the exact same thing to Tank Davis. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Romero could put the pressure on Tank, force Tank to box, and Romero is quote-unquote winning rounds due to the pressure and the amount of punches while Davis is just being defensive. Basically, Isak Cruz round number 13, right? This is how Romero sees the fight with Davis going, is that he's going to be able to absorb any shots from Davis. He doesn't believe Davis is as big a puncher as everybody makes him out to be. Again, he believes he's feasting on smaller fighters, and this is why he's getting the knockout. He thinks he can replicate Isak Cruz's game plan, but because he is a bigger puncher and a bigger fighter overall than Isak Cruz, the punches that he lands on Javante Davis will be far more devastating, and that's how he's going to win the fight. Of course, he's predicting that he's going to not tank out. With Romero, you really don't have to get too greedy, if I'm being honest with you. The straight line is high enough that if you think he's going to upset Javante Tank Davis and he's able to do it, you'll be more than happy with the 6-7-1. Who, who knows? It could be 8-1 to one come fight night. 
with Romero straight. It really only gets a little bit tricky when you're looking at Davis, in all honesty, because I don't recommend that you play him straight. It's not that I don't think he's the more skillful fighter. It's not that he shouldn't even win the fight. It's just there's always risk versus reward that we talk about, and his line is creeping up higher and higher and higher. Now, if you think there's a chance that they do go Hagler-Hearn style and that anything could happen that type of fight, you could look at fight doesn't go to a decision. The only thing is now it's pretty high. It's sitting right around minus 550. Now, when it opened, it was only minus 340. That's a big difference because Tank wins by stoppage right now is sitting right around that 340 mark. So if you got in early, you could have got fight doesn't go to the decision at minus 340. Right around the same exact line that you're going to get now on just Davis wins inside. So you could have got both fighters for the price that you're going to pay now. This is why it's important to always watch these lines pay close attention to when they come out sometimes they come out late sometimes they're early you really need to pay attention to that because that's a big difference basically for the exact same price you could have both fighters versus one fighter now so obviously if you were looking at this line earlier and you you liked Hagler Hearns 2.0 then you could have taken fight doesn't go 12 full rounds at minus 340 got both fighters and just hope and pray it's a slugfest and somebody goes down right now at that type of line you're gonna lay 550 for fight doesn't go 12 full rounds so if you like davis are you looking at davis wins inside well if you are even that has went up open minus 220 sitting lowest right now that i see minus three. 30 as high as minus 4 to 1. Again, you better make sure that you are 100% confident that Romero won't be able to take the punching power of Javante Tank Davis and that Romero is going to be able to run into these shots consistently enough that even if he is able to absorb a single shot, a combination here and there that Javante Tank Davis will be able to land consistently enough over 12 rounds that eventually he will get him before the final bell. Because again, it's not a small amount of money that you're laying here with uh, Tank Davis wins inside. The other thing is make sure his hand holds up because you're going to need a Tank Davis with two hands if you're betting that. A one-handed Tank Davis I don't think gets Romero out of there. If his hand goes or isn't right, like against Isak Cruz, I think he could still outbox Romero. Then you get into that that situation where, well, is Romero's pressure winning the fight? Again, same thing that happened in the Isak Cruz fight. Because Gervonta is the better boxer, make no mistake about it. He can box Romero. He could actually just box for 12 rounds, in my opinion, with Romero. If Romero is able to take the shots. Because I think even with Tank Davis boxing, he's still going to be able to run Romero into shots. The big question here is, if Tank's both hands are held up good and he's able to land on Romero consistently throughout the fight, whether they're brawling or whether Tank is boxing, will Romero be able to hold up to that type of abuse? It's so difficult for me to know because throughout Romero's career, he hasn't faced anybody like Davis. The times that he has struggled, it's not really the same type of style that we've seen for Davis. I think Romero is a legitimate puncher. We know what Davis has done throughout his career, but you've also seen him go late in fights. He didn't necessarily look tremendous against Isak Cruz. 
Does he have a hand injury that could pop up at any point in time? Like, these are things that are all intangibles that it, it really puts a little bit more of a twist to the fight than what I think most people are looking at. Most people just figure it's going to be a whitewash. It's going to be over in a couple of rounds. And as soon as Davis hits Romero, then it's over. I mean, that's certainly possible. Like if you want to make that case and that argument, and you're like, I like Davis. I like him inside. I like him straight. I like him this. I like him that. You know, Romero has talked his way into the contest. He's sloppy. He's unorthodox. He's wide open for this punch, that punch. There's no way he's going to be able to absorb the, the punching power of Gervonta take Davis. I mean, how can you argue that? You really can't argue any of that. Like, all of that is not only possible, it's probably going to happen as the way everybody thinks it's going to happen. The only issue I say is make sure you dive deep and make sure you look at Romero and what he brings to the table and just ask yourself if he was able to take Tank Davis's punching power. What would happen in the fight? How would that change the outcome of the fight? How would that change the entire landscape round after round after round if Romero eats those punches like Tic Tacs and just stays in the grill of Tank Davis being the bigger, stronger, powerful guy who could have 10, 15, 20 pounds even on Tank come fight night. It's not out of the question that Romero is the much bigger fighter as far as weight and actual punching power goes come fight night. For me, if you're looking at this, you got to be very, very sure if you're betting Davis. If you're betting Romero, you don't have to be. If you're betting Romero, you hope he has a chin. You hope he can take that punch because now you're in for a real fight. And even if he isn't able to beat Tank Davis, you're in for a hell of a fight versus what we get. If Romero isn't able to take Tank Davis's shot, then you're going to get a two, three, four, five, six round of Tank boxes blow out fight that really doesn't prove anything right like what are we going to see people are going to say Romero was never worthy of the fight anyway people are going to say Tank doesn't fight anybody this Romero fight was a farce they're going to say you know he needs to leave Mayweather again last fight on the contract or Tank he says he's leaving Mayweather so they're going to say oh is he going to go to PBC is he going to go to top rank is he he's going to need to start fighting people right so we're just going to go down the narrative of Tank isn't fighting anybody did what he's supposed to do Romero didn't deserve to be in the ring with him it's it's really not going to accomplish anything even when you're talking about the odds like you have to lay a significant amount of money on Tank to get anything back so even that yeah you may win your bet but it's not like you're going to be rolling in cheddar like you may win your bet but you've you've got a lot of risk up there for whatever you're trying to to win so it, personally as a boxing fan i think it would be tremendous if romero's chin held up and he was able to put on a performance that most people aren't expecting because unless there's you know a significant uh, a significant defect in the line somewhere and most blowouts you're not gonna make a lot of money there's just no way to do it it is very difficult even when you're looking at props that come out when they're four and a half or five and a half over under round props it's still very difficult to make a good chunk of change because the books are expecting it to go this way so if you're going with the narrative that it's going to be a blowout and it's going to end quick and it's going to end within you know whatever the rounds are that we have going on then it's very difficult to make money there because most of the time those lines are juice. But 
if you're able to go against the grain and something strange happens, then all of a sudden it opens up a multitude of different opportunities where you didn't have to lay a lot of money, but the reward is vastly great. So I'm hoping as a boxing fan, I'd like to see good fights. I'm hoping that Romero is able to absorb the shots from Tank Davis and put on a tremendous fight and then let the chips fall where they may. Then we will see. Is Romero's poor technique his downfall, right? Tank just uses his better skill set and beats Romero? Or is Romero's size and punching power the difference in the fight that makes it really competitive and he's able to overcome his offensive and defensive mistakes by just being the bigger, stronger guy who's able to bully Tank around? Like, that would be interesting to me to see each round play out that way, to see... You know, is the skill set the deciding factor here? Or is it a great little man against a, a good big man? Like, these type of things are interesting to me, especially when you're talking about Romero, who's given no shot at all. A significant underdog as well. That would be an interesting fight, and I would like to see how that played out. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.